Hey, thanks for signing up to the Public Beta Podcast. It is Wednesday, March the 2nd, 2022. Your host this week, myself, Lee and Reed. Hi, hello. And we're going to hit... This game we're going to cover today is so large, so difficult. Uh, we have to hit the summoning sign here. Uh, Nick has joined the podcast. Nick, how are you? Oh, fantastic. Oh, my God. Guys, Elden Ring Behold, but is here. It's here. <laughs> uh, so we're going to try not get too, too granular into Elden Ring today as we were before the recording started. Uh, we'll just do a general overview of it for today, kind of talk about what we've been doing in the game, uh, where we're at, our experiences with it so far, and uh, what the general zeitgeist of Elden Ring is, what the uh, what people are saying about this game. It is a monumental, huge masterpiece, game changer of a game. Uh, Elden Ring, of course, from From Software, released last Friday, February 25th, on the PlayStation 4, 5, Xboxes, and PC. I am playing on the Xbox One X. Uh, you guys? I am playing on the PC. Playing on PC and PS4. Why not? Mm-hmm. Uh, P- like the PS4 version on the PS5. PS4 on mm-hmm. PS5, yep. Yeah, big brain okay. time. Yeah, wow. Uh, so yeah, apparently that's the way to go. Apparently that's the best running version, so I've been told. Can, They've yeah, updated yeah. the game a, a little bit uh, since launch. Reviewers of the game uh, got it late in terms of the size, the scope of this game. Uh, and lots of reviewers are, are reporting like a burnout of it or just deciding that th- there's no way they can beat the game in time. Yet still dispensed 10 out of 10 marks for Elden Ring, uh, which has led to some discourse online. The worst kind of discourse, uh, where we tell reviewers uh, their fucking job. But um, it, it it seems to live up to the hype. It is oh, a Souls me, game. For me, it does. Uh, that, is, that is really, truly open world. There is no quest log. Uh, the, From Software has brought mystery back to the mainstream. And I'm sitting here watching all these people being like, there's all these quality of life things that Elden Ring doesn't have how can it be a 10 out of 10 and I just look at it like well should every game is there a singularity should every game be the same game I'm talking to two really big Souls fans here and Reed and Nick uh, that are not only used to this kind of game in the in the modern sense but uh, prefer it that way you wouldn't have Elden Ring any other way uh, oh, I don't, other... I don't, okay, if they're talking about people bitching about no mini-map or quest log. Um, yes, they, specifically. I, specifically, <laughs> yeah, specifically those two things. So, first of all, quest log, it, play any other fucking Souls game in this series, play Sekiro, they're all the same thing. There is no quest log, it's all about using your head and listening to what NPCs have to tell you and going based off of that. It, once again, keeping mystery in there. Who knows what's going to happen and what they're going to do. That it shouldn't be a surprise to people. Um, like, I could understand maybe wanting just, like, a, a list of th- people you've maybe talked to or some shit. But I don't know. Whatever. Fuck. It's not that big of a deal. It's, it's, it's sort of the antithesis to, to other games now, which have, like, a journal that the main character is keeping, like, on the, uh, on the log just to keep track of that kind of stuff. I can understand people's complaints that, like, you can't pause this game. Or, like, what if I stop playing this game for three weeks and come back? I'm not nearly going to remember all the little hints and the little di- directives but that this game is giving you. But that's what the markers are for. 
Well, exactly. It's it's not that kind of game. Other open world games, and uh, Tamura from, from GameSpot put this succinctly, other games show you everything you can do and tell you what is the fun and then asks you to do it. Elden Ring just just drops you in the world and says, find the fun, find the mystery. Figure it out. And if, yeah, and if you need the hand-holding, then truly it's not... You know, people are talking about how approachable is this game versus other Souls games. Souls games have always had unmarked quests. Do you know another series that has unmarked quests? Fucking Legend of Zelda. Ocarina of Time has several unmarked quests where you just have an item or something you need to pay attention to to proceed. Uh, This is, like, it's like someone releasing a black and white movie nowadays or like something with subtitles and people just writing it off based on that i think that's what from software has found their uh hands-offness of this game and just being like we've built this fucking amusement park for you we're not giving you we're not we're not telling you you need to be here at one o'clock and here at three o'clock you go find that shit for yourself yeah and, um, and even speaking to as far as the minimap and like i don't know where i'm going or what i'm doing motherfucker every single grace you goes to most of them have a line and direction of what you need to go, figure it out. Um, and then besides that, you also have the markers, uh, the beacon system. You can place beacons down and see where you're going constantly. I don't understand the complaints because people are calling it inconvenient when Breath of the Wild does it and it's like, oh, it's the greatest fucking thing. It lets you discover the world. Oh, blah, blah, blah. And then Elden Ring does the exact same thing, and now all of a sudden it's like this antiquated thing or some shit. It makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, it separates the yeah. virgins from the chads. Uh, <laughs> I think. And, right, and that, and that's what I was about to say is that I I can speak for Nick and myself. I, I think when I say this is absolutely nothing new when it comes to a Souls release. I rem- I distinctly remember when Dark Souls three released, and there's just as many people being like. Seriously, why is there not an easy mode in these games? I don't understand. People that want to play the hard mode can still play it. And you're like, fuck you. No. <laughs> it, well, I'm done talking about the combat in Souls games. I'm done talking about how, like, the combat is hard. No, the, the combat is the combat. Uh, it's deliberate, and it's a matter of managing your weapons and what feels good for you and going from there. If something's not working for you, Elden Ring is the biggest example of try something else. If a boss is kicking your ass in other Souls games, sometimes you were literally gated by having to finish that boss and then either having to grind or just get good. In this game, fucking walk away for 20 hours and come back and just wipe the floor with them. Uh, and that's, I think, the approachability of Elden Ring over the other Souls games. As someone who has completed very few of them personally... I like the idea of, oh, I found an optional side boss. Does this seem like something I can reasonably, in a few tries, defeat? Well, then I'm going to bang my head against it. But if I go find a major boss uh, that I'm having some difficult with, or some something that, um, you know, I'm going to try this three more times and it's unknown if I'll win or not, there's so much game here uh, that I, I can't take co- like complaints about the combat anymore in Souls games. It, it is what it is. Yeah, it... And if... It, 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 yeah. Well, like, the... It, I didn't, like leech on to souls and i wasn't like this like a you know original ps3 demon souls player it took time and influence from the community and just to get into it and now um you know i've played and beat all of them including sekiro and the thing i love about souls the most is like how hard it is and how it teaches you to be to be better not that you uh, can just get like uh you know around a boss or cheese them i mean some bosses you can cheese them but you really need to learn the combat system and you need to get better like you know, that whole old saying like get good but 
it, like with the the quest system and with the combat system you it that that feeling of overcoming a hard boss you've tried to fight like 10 20 30 times and you finally get it and you take the lessons you learned from that and apply it to all the other fights to come in the game that's the genius of these games just how it makes oh, you a fu- better person makes you yeah. a better like video game player and that when you find something that works when you when you're like oh this like yeah. a, this jumping attack against this enemy absolutely discombobulates them that's something now mm-hmm. i that's a knowledge i have right that yeah. is a skill or like yeah, yeah learning to parry correctly or learning to use the dodge roll and and watching the enemy uh you know they take three swipes you know they're coming so you need to hit those dodges perfectly and overcoming that is beautiful when you do it in a pure um, mechanical fashion and oh dude when you jump an attack for the first time even if it's by accident you're just like oh shit and, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> Elden Ring and Souls also offer you the option to just over level yourself so but that takes time and effort and work at it too like you need to everything you do in this game even like it, it, it all takes dedication to it and that's what I love about Souls games and that's what's so good about Elden Ring, it just it yeah, and makes you better. And what I think they <laughs> better person. <laughs> and what I think they did with Elden Ring, like speaking on what Lee said, as far as the combat in Souls is the combat, they didn't look at changing the combat all that much in this game because they wanted to focus on what I think is the big thing in this game, and that is discovery and exploration. Um, yeah. The big thing about yeah. Elden Ring is nothing is marked and you have to put down your own markers. It seems like such a simple thing. Um, but it creates this it creates this unique experience where you're in a you're in an underground level and uh, there's a particular merchant you're at that's like far off from a thing, so you put down a particular marker to mark that merchant. Or maybe there's some enemies that uh, you want their armor that you've been grinding for like half an hour, but you only have two of the pieces. You can lay down an enemy marker now to make sure you come back here. Well, it yeah. feels it feels like you yourself are going through this world and actually discovering it instead of like, oh, you get to a place and they're like, okay, here's the things you can do here now. Right, and uh, it's just it's this thing of. Um you know asking the game like just being like please don't stop playing me like uh all the recent trends in open world games quest logs and like reminders and stuff but like elden ring and souls they ask you to uh keep that stuff like track of it yourself so you you can make a quest log just have a little notebook and write down like uh Like oh, uh, Irina at this this marker here. She wants me to deliver a letter to her father. Like, uh, you can you can write all that stuff down yourself, and then you know you can take those lessons, and it just gets you really invested. And it's not yeah. just it. The game just doesn't do everything for you, which makes it yeah. Comparing it to sorry, to comparing it to like a, an Ubisoft game. Like I played AC Valhalla in the last year here. And that is a game that tells you exactly where the quest is, exactly what the quest will be, exactly what you get for completing the quest. And the fun comes with just engaging with the gameplay at that mm-hmm. point. Elden Ring is a game that leaves everything to your mystery, including filling in markers on your map. It is not going to tell you wh- where to go, what to find. And when you get into that basement with a sweaty eight-foot-tall gladiator who's using a giant hammer, uh, it's it, the surprise is that much more. That's the point 
Uh, and if oh, you yes. if you are someone who needs to be led or needs to know what's around every corner, then no, this is not an approachable game for you. But give it, give it a chance. Uh, it is a throwback in that way, in just like those old, very cryptic video games. Yeah, the notes, uh, where, the notes oh, section man, in the back of yeah. the manual. Man, I was yes. just I was just thinking if you think about Dark Souls One, what people, why people still love that game over Dark Souls Three, over Bloodborne sometimes, over Demon Souls, is because Dark Souls One has that mystery has that exploration has that sense of wonder to it of constantly it's very obvious to tell in like dark souls 3 and uh dark souls 2 and stuff like that when a boss fight is coming up it's not so much in dark souls 3 uh dark souls 1 and the unique unique ways to get to different locations and i think that is carried over to elden ring and that's why it's so strong there's several places here where I did really weird things, and all of a sudden I went to a completely new area or fought a completely new boss. Like, like things you wouldn't even think of, they're naturally in the environment, and you go up and you just see a, an interact option, and all of a sudden, boom, a unique cutscene happens, and you're finding, like, the craziest fucking boss you've ever seen. Yeah. And you're like, I holy love that shit, they don't, what? Uh... There's no like. There's no way to know if an enemy is defeatable by you or not. You have to poke at like the first time you encounter those giants with the swords and whatnot, and you're on horseback, and you're like, oh, I can weave between their legs, and I can like, oh, yeah. depending on the weapon, you have different attacks. And you're like, I have such a speed and mobility advantage here that even though I have to just peck away at these giants, I can kill them at level zero. Yeah, when you like, first encounter you, a boss and you just you wait for the first time you strike them to see how much health comes off. <laughs> and yeah, if it's like yeah. a lot, the gauging yeah, of their yeah, strength yeah. if it's yeah. like a considerable amount you're like oh i got this and if it's just like yeah, barely anything dead. you're like whoa <laughs> yeah you yep. have to absolutely you know, oh man the the open world is so perfectly um designed torrent your uh, spectral steed is like one of the best vehicles for getting around an open world i think anywhere like Breath of the Wild has uh, sort of changed the open world landscape. People are asking for climb everywhere and everything now. Climb everywhere and then like a, like a sail to sail off of something. Um, and it works really well in... I mean, Horizon is that. Like forbi- sure, forbidden... Yeah. It works, it, like it works uh, really is, well. Like it's, yeah. not a, it's not a ding at it. But if that's what everyone is asking for, then I think Elden Ring goes a different route and just sort of just meticulously designs every single rock and structure in this game for uh for getting around like i was never impeded because torrent can do the double jump and you can get pretty much anywhere if you just sort of study an area and figure it out it's uh you know like sometimes in uh open world games pre breath of the wild Skyrim, you just come across this, uh, you know, this like wall. You literally can't. You just want to get up there, yeah. but you can't. You have to run around. It's really slow and plodding. But Elden Ring never like seems to stop the exploration. Like there's never a huge wall. Yeah. You know, or never. never. Yeah. It, it just flows so well. The pacing is so brilliant in the open world. You're always just finding something new. Uh, yeah and 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 once again and these things aren't marked so when you see some ruins off in the distance it's not a big fucking symbol on your map it's not not a glowing thing out in the fucking sky telling you to come here it's it's your own curiosity of there might be something there and there might and oftentimes you're warred with a basement room or maybe there's a gray spot which acts as the bonfires in this game uh so like it's like natural it's like 
it's rewards without it's like subtle rewards for just stopping by quick and they're so evenly spread out um that it never feels like anything is too out of out of your way for the most part and especially yeah. some uh some of the later game areas um because they do mix it in as far as like areas you can only walk through and areas you can ride through um so i think there's a good variety of that so far um uh, but as far as just the actual open world goes I don't think any of us were expecting just how big this game really is. No, I, I certainly think, wasn't. Like, I knew yeah, it was going like, to be big, but I, playing it for roughly 25 hours, 30 yeah. hours, I'm like, so holy. I, yeah, I think I have about two-thirds of the map discovered. Maybe. Reed, I think you've played 10 more hours of this game than me and Nick combined. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I have maybe either half or about two-thirds of the map discovered. There's still, like, all of the northern part I have to discover, essentially. And then as far as underground, I have two of, I think, what looks like three or four giant areas discovered. And these underground areas are really, really cool. Um, they're very densely packed. They're typically uh, uh, off-mount only as well. So this game is absolutely huge. The amount of bosses in this game is quite staggering. Uh, of unique bosses, to be fact, to be uh, in fact, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, like th- th- this game is enormous. The amount of bosses, the amount of things you can optionally do, it, it's, it's it's absolutely baffling. Baffling. It's all there, baby. Yeah. Yeah. So in terms of the story, uh, this game. Of course, is piecemeal feeding you things through dialogue and, and uh, item descriptions. However, in the intro movie, uh, they make it very clear what has happened, what's the what's the background of this land, why is it so fucked up, who are you in this world, and that is to say, a, a nobody, a dead body, <laughs> um, and then uh, what what your kind of general goal is, and that is to get the pieces of the Elden Ring from these uh, awful badasses. Um, and the game sort of leads you towards the first one, and I assume the subsequent ones after that, uh, via rays of light from your grace points. So it is, it is the only thing the game really tells you is just like, hey, if you want to just like progress, if, you want, if the story is the thing that you want to knock down in this game, we're going to give you a general direction you need to head, and the rest will seem very obvious when you get there. Uh, otherwise, the game basically tells you to kind of go wherever you want. Uh, and is paced in such a way and is laid out in such a way, which is kind of what we were touching on earlier, is that there is no wrong answer. There are certain areas in the game, of course, that will be difficult, whether you're level 1 or level 100. Uh, but for the most part, you you can make it. You can sneak now, you can jump, you can hide in grass, you can do uh, your backstabs, which are even easier now that you can hide. Oh, the sneak is um, so good. And, the sneak is so good. And you good. can always yeah. run away. You can always yeah, run away, you can, and yeah. you will run and, away. You will whistle for that horse, and you will get the fuck and out of there. Lee, to build off what you said about um, the Elden Ring shattering, and it belongs now to these shard bearers, and essentially you need to kill them to... to to be the loathsome dung eater. Yeah, so you can go and like <laughs> reform the Elden Ring or something. Um, I, me and Nick have both beat the both beat a shard bear. I've beaten f- three or four now. Um, but after the first one, they're like, "Hey, go to the Elden Tree and finish the game now." You're like, "What?" Oh, they're it's like, like Zelda. Yeah, they're like <laughs> they're like as, they're like after one of these shard bear bosses, you can go beat the game if you want. It'll be really fucking hard, probably. Interesting. But that's how open it is, is they don't even want to restrict you in that sense. They're like, the only required thing is beat one shard bear, then get to the Eld, then get the to Erd, the Eld tree. The Erd tree? 
Yeah. They're like, these two things. You have two things that are required in the game. Get, beat a shard bear and get to the earth tree. That's how open this fucking game is. Yeah. It's crazy. So I missed that. I mean, they, they, they tell you you can just go online. I don't even know where, how to yeah, get to the Yeah, when I was tree. talking to, when I, yeah, when I talked to the, like, after you defeat and get a shard, like, defeat a shard bear, that one room opens at the round table. You just have to go in there. You talk to a, a, a person thing, person thing. <laughs> And they're like, thing. yeah, and they're like, thanks for defeating a shard bear. Go fucking reform the Elden Ring now. And you're like, what already? Okay, hmm. um, it's gonna be shitty and small because I only got one. But okay, yeah. So I, I personally like that mechanic as far as the game is concerned. I like how if I just want to beat the game, I can go and do that. But I like, I don't know. I, I like that they give you that option. It's unique. Mm-hmm. I know, I know, it was in Breath of the Wild, but I'm glad this is the second game to do it. Um, Pay attention, speedrunners. <laughs> yeah, you're ready to go. Yes, exactly. And uh, the other thing, as far as what you guys said, jumping and sneaking, which of course oh, are really jumping. awesome additions, Ugh. and the jumping attacks are great. Oh, so um, yeah. Was the really yeah, un- yeah. is the really unique way they handle um, dual wielding in this game. So, as Dark Souls One did not have dual wielding, Dark Souls Two did, but it had this weird power stance mechanic. That wasn't fully explained in the game and was difficult to understand. Uh, Dark Souls 3 had specific weapons that were like designed to be dual-wielded. They would always come in pairs. Like You would equip it as one weapon, but it would be two weapons physically. Uh, how this, so I got fired from the grocery store. Yeah, how this game handles it is differently. As long as two weapons are within the same class, such as straight sword or curved sword or uh, flail or uh, halberd or something... As long as they're both of the same class, you can dual wield them. You put one in each hand, and then pressing the L1 button will make you do dual wield attacks. Then you can do dual wielding jumping attacks, and dual wielding rolling attacks, and sneak attacks, and all this shit. Um, and it really increases your options. It's like such a little thing that all of a sudden, like, infinitely increases the options of your game because now you're incentivized to, like, actually invest more than one weapon. And maybe you can do some cool dual wielding stuff, or only use one if you want to. Sometimes that's a good segue into how to defend yourself in the lands between. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, because I mean, like, so the stats are pretty much like a Dark Souls game. You've you've seen them all before. There yep. will be weapons and items and stuff that scale depending on your stats. Some will have a strict stat requirement to be able to wield them properly with one hand. Uh, so building your character. There's no real, you know, there's a class system, but it's it's kind of just a beginner's guide uh, to kind of like, hey, if you if you if this is the playstyle you want, spec your character more or less like this. Keep strength this much uh, above dex, this much above vigor, this much above endurance, or just go crazy, do whatever you want. Um, start as start as a little literal level one and go from there. Um, yeah, I think that's the it, biggest it, the biggest thing I would give to anyone who's if this is their first Souls game is to is to take a serious look at the stats. Because that's how uh, you can turn the game into your favor. Like, if you just level up willy-nilly and not paying attention to how it's affecting you, then that's when I think Souls games... Are we are we calling them, like, Souls-born ring games? Souls-boring games? No, Which is I, called, I think just Souls games is... From, who's, soft, who's, from, from, yeah. from Software RPGs. Games? Yeah, they, like, that's how uh, it can become really frustrating is if you're not yes, properly you, leveled. Yeah, you unfortunately, like to some people, unfortunately, I enjoy it, but uh, these games are very much games where you're encouraged to min max and like you pick a build and you stick with it and you put every single point where it matters, especially because in these games, diminishing returns uh, affects the stats after a certain point where like yeah. 
I can put 20 points into HP and it's going to give me 500 right away. But if I put a net 20 points in after, it's only going to give me 300 and then down to 200 after 20 points sort of thing. So you have to be very careful with that in these games. So, yeah, I agree with Nick. You have to be very careful with your stat choice in that regard. Yeah. See, see let your play style influence it. See what you're, you're... So in other games, you would see what you were maybe lacking. Like in, let's say, a Skyrim. Uh, if if healing magic is something that you're really leaning on, you're not keel- uh, grabbing potions. Well, maybe you get the restoration thing, and then that allows you to do half uh, half price spells uh, just to heal yourself and stuff like that. In this game, you wouldn't necessarily, as a melee character, at all spec into magic. However, there is an FP bar. Uh, the skills that the different weapons have now that are uh, the ashes of war or whatever that can be exchanged and are kind of situational they're not necessarily super powerful skills all the time but let me tell you that battle axe with the wild swings when fucking bats or birds are attacking you and you just hold down l2 and they can't fucking touch you suddenly you're like oh that has a use i need to keep this axe on me at all times what scales up the axe well it's strength okay well that keeping that in mind as soon as i'm encountering enemies that are getting through my wild swings or i'm i'm just not hitting like i used to well i need to focus on on strength i pick up a weapon i really want to use but it's a dex weapon but hey i really like the feel of it i really like the move set of it at that point make your choice to pivot and hopefully these things happen to oh, you at no, the end of the Lee, game Lee, no yeah. not even that you can just respec right no no not even that um so ashes of war like you're touching upon not only do they grant um your skills for your weapons but they change the affinity for your actual weapon so if, if you yeah so if you have a katana that you like and it's like oh shit it only scales off decks and i have a strength build well, you use an Ash of War that is a heavy Ash of War, and it'll change your scaling to strength scaling. Oh, bro, I didn't even know this shit. Yes. I'm, and, I'm very early in the yes, game. So <laughs> further than that, Lee, once you get another item after that, you can select any Ash of War and then make it into any sort of affinity. So I can choose, oh, some, yeah. I can choose some Ash of War that shoots out a giant beam of light that is a pure faith build kind of Ash of War, but then it's still going to be a heavy... Claymore, so it's still going to scale off strength as opposed to anything. That was else. the squall reference I was making. That's yeah. like one of his like limit breaks. He shoots that big so, laser into the sky. Yeah. What this basically means is this game gives you like so much customization as far as just like, hey, no problem. Like, like you got this weird ass like weapon, but you have absolutely no, like you only have the bare minimum points into intelligence, but you have a shit ton into strength, and this one has C C on both. Well, then just make it into a heavy scaling one so all the scaling isn't it's still into strength, but you can still use it because you have high enough intelligence, and fuck, you're laughing. Are you trying to tell me that that laser sword knuckle thing I found in the round table, I can just equip an Ash of War and make it a strength weapon? Yes, as long as you still can like equip it and use it effectively because your, your base stats are at the same level. Then you can change your then you can change its affinity so it scales off whatever stat you want it to. Yes. So that's so that's the kind of stuff we will probably cover in like subsequent episodes of of this as I get deeper into this game. Again, I'm playing on Xbox and the servers have been down until like yesterday. Uh, so I tried to to dip out of it before I got to into the the bosses and stuff because I want to summon people and have myself summoned and and stuff like that. Uh, and then also just didn't have fucking time to play more of that game. So I'm about eight to ten hours i think in around level 24 25 so i'm a little baby uh when it comes to this game but uh enjoying it more as it goes on realizing that the game gives you a progression every time like the more graces uh you find uh it does it does give you a little little drip feed of story the little the the mystery of it a girl just asking you hey do you want to you want to hug 
I'm like, I would love a hug. <laughs> and she gives you an item, and then you're like, why is my max HP now uh, now down? What the fuck happened? Oh, that's uh, a glitch. Get rid of it. <laughs> that's a glitch, or that's intentional? I don't think it's intentional. You have to. There's no free hugs in the lands yeah, between, Reed. Get it out of your inventory. <laughs> get it out of your inventory. Okay. I'll, I'll just use it and yeah. throw it away. What, the the thing, are we doing, like, minor spoilers here? Or? No, it's at the round table, Nick, that lady that's like, yeah. hey, let me hug gives you. you a hug. Uh, let me she hug gives you. you an M, she gives you an item after you hug you that increases poise temporarily or some shit. Immediately, yes. yeah. immediately get rid of it because it increases your HP. That's what I was saying. Oh. Yeah. Accidentally. Yeah. I didn't even notice that my HP went down. No, oh, you're saying that's yeah. not intended. I thought she gives you the item in exchange for capping your HP. There's oh, something about her. Is, she's, is maybe she's that's up what to happens, something. and I have to... Oh, yeah. my fucking God. How do I get rid See, of that? So, here's Elden Ring in a nutshell. Reed has played this game for 50 hours, and I've played it for 8. And I have something that I've noticed that he hasn't. And in other games, people software. would be like, well, it's the game's fault for not spelling that out for you. In this game, it's like, no, it's a, it's a community game. It's where it's texting back and forth. It's, you won't believe this thing I saw. Or, hey, there's a sword over here that I think you would like. Um... It's that kind of game, and those kind of games only come around so often, right? Like it a hundred, it a hundred percent is because uh, you have all the shades, the ghosts of players w- when you're playing online. Yeah, must um, be nice. They're, uh, yeah, <laughs> they're just they're just like running around, just you know, fucking around, everywhere. faffing about. You see them, you see them everywhere. Uh, just like other players is playing. It's it really is like a community game. Um, but w- w- what is it about this? This she caps your HP. She, she gives you a boon, like she gives you an item to yeah. use, and I believe until yeah, yeah. you use that item, which boosts your poise temporarily, she lowers your max HP. Yeah, you'll actually have a debuff on on your on your head HUD, HUD there. You'll see like a down HP. Oh shit! You're I. You are I, absolutely yes, right. I, yes, I have that too. That's what it's yes. been this whole time. You're like, why am I debuffed? I it's because you accepted a hug. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea what those were. Like I, I realized that one is like, oh, a stake of uh, America is you're, like I'm. I'll respond there. I'm in that zone or whatever. But I did not. I could not find out where it told you what those were. And uh, you guys, okay, all right, shit. I well, I gotta start playing. The only reason uh, it clicked for me immediately was because I, as a, so when you start the game, of course, you choose your gift or no gift, and I'm just like, well, I'll take the HP boosting thing because fuck it. Uh, and uh, I noticed that the symbol for that was the opposite of the symbol after getting the hug. And I'm just like, well, what did I do to deserve this? Uh, and then use the poise item. And, uh, it, it, it but takes you got to take the, the golden seed. Away. Don't accept hugs from seed. strange ladies. Uh, mm, I'm still going to do it. Not. I'm still going to do it. I mean, you know. The best part is that she like holds you until you like prompt the game. So you can just be like, well, i got to go take a shit. So you just leave your character hugging her for a little while. Um so there's a, an area called the Round Table, which you will unlock after hitting a certain amount of grace points. Ruins uh, fill in for the souls here, and they work exactly the same. They are your currency. They are your experience points. Uh, there are a bazillion uses for these damn things. Uh, and how you spend them, whether you level up or, or buy items, is up to you. Investing in better armor or investing in a crossbow or, or the cra- in fact, the cookbooks and the crafting in this game. Uh, so the cookbooks, of course, and the other items you get expand your crafting repertoire. You're going to be picking up shit constantly. It is kind of an advantage to you to find certain cookbooks to learn how to make certain things. Uh, throwing items, especially earlier in the game, or like we were saying earlier, see see if an, an enemy is, in fact, uh, defeatable, or if they have that little hair of health yet left and you're at your wit's end and you're almost dead yourself. Sometimes having a machete in your pocket that you can just whip at them 
is is all you fucking needed, buddy. Uh, and that's that's kind of the unwritten. Like, yes, you have your main weapons, you have magic. Uh, the way spells work, of course, is you unlock the spells and then you need a certain item uh, to cast them, whether they are faith-based or intelligence-based or what have you. Uh, but then the throwing items and kind of the universal items that you can equip uh, on your character, um, you know, keep in mind what they are, what what you need them for. Get those cookbooks and be like, oh, I'm heading into an area uh, with a lot of big drops. You get you get to, uh, a food you can make that lessens fall damage. That being said, fall damage is greatly reduced uh, in Elden Ring, you can you can take a pretty big tumble in this game uh, that would have killed you in Dark Souls. <laughs> I mean, they had to, right? But then giving me an item yeah. where I can craft that's like, no, no, further reduce fall damage. I'm like, well, there's definitely going to be areas in this game where I'm going to be like, can I make this? Well, I should probably take that item just in case. Uh, and that times 100 in this game is is something will not have a use until it does. And if it helps you that little bit, if it helps you push further that little bit... That's the kind of game this is. Um, you you are made or, or broken. You're like the Batman, basically. Did you prepare? Uh, did you bring enough stuff with you? There's ways to keep playing the game without having to touch a grace point. Obviously, like previous Souls games, when you touch a grace point, most all enemies will respawn, except for the ones that are permanently dead when you kill them, like sub-bosses sub and whatnot. Um, so, yeah, uh, the mechanic where like if you clear out uh, a group of enemies, you'll uh, be replenished on your, yes, your yeah. flask stuff. Brilliant. Yes, uh, and the flasks just, themselves, it, you can get yeah. more charges. You can split your flasks between, of course, health and FP flasks. Uh, and then you can also get items that increase the effectiveness of your flasks. Uh, so even if you only have six flasks, suddenly if you have enough of the effectiveness, well, they're healing you the whole way. Uh, and that's really useful um, to do. And like, you, So you can buy notes from merchants. Merchants will just have like little hints you can buy. Uh, this is as close to a quest log as the game gets because they stay in your inventory and you can go read them at any time. And they are pretty direct. They're like, someone saw a golden seed in a church up the road. And you're like, well, that's that's pretty cut and dry. Let's let's go get that. Like, uh, <laughs> And that that's... Otherwise, you're talking to NPCs. You see a guy along the road, and he's just like, hey, yeah, I own a castle south of here. And uh, it's filled with dudes. If you could do something about that, go for it. And you can forget or not even talk to that NPC. Uh, and the other Dark Souls games are like this, where without having that quest log you are experiencing uh, how your playthrough affects the world in real time. The Onion Knight comes to mind um, and, and his his plight in the previous games and stuff like that where it's, uh, yes. it's not it's not always, like, in another game, it would be like, well, obviously I'm going to help this dude. In a Dark Souls game, it's just like you have eternally fucked him by doing that. Uh, and Elden Ring kind of continues that, where it's just like, no, you, you figure it out. You decide what to do. If this is a character... Oh, dude, Elden Ring, Elden Ring continues the long-standing tradition of a Dark Souls game where you talk to someone. fuck their life up. <laughs> they're, they're like, no, and they're, they're like, man, this sucks. <laughs> and then you're like, okay, yeah. <laughs> and then, then, you, then, you, then you leave and come back, and they're totally fucking dead, and they dropped all their yeah. shit. And you're like, okay, yeah. what did yeah. I do? What did I do to fuck? Yeah. You know I fucked up at some point here. <laughs> what did I do or what didn't I do uh, to, to make this happen yeah. to you? Oh, and it's st like, dude, it's still the master of, and I can speak to this. Um, like, I spending, I I spent like a good eight hours just trying to complete this one person's particular NPC quest line because they have a really cool looking weapon and really cool looking armor, and I was like, oh fuck, I needed, I need to do this quest line. So like, of course, something out is about the game. Yes, you can't even Google it. 
So it does become a journey of trying to figure it out on your own, taking the clues that are given to you and taking it step by step. And little by little, I, I pieced it together. I did all the things that were required of me. And when the NPC finally showed up at the end that I needed him to show up at where he was hostile and I could take his shit, I was so fucking happy. It felt like killing a boss in its own way. Um, so that's also something really neat about this video. It's game. trusting that it will um, work as well. Like I haven't heard anything about things being glitched or or buggy in that regard for a game that's kind of no. so cryptic. Yeah. And you're like, well, if if it's fucked up, it's something I did. I haven't heard really anything from this game. Oh, and it's and personally, it performs fine for me on the PC. Like I don't think it performs any worse than something like Dark Souls Three, which I played really recently. Am. It's most of the time a consistent sixty frames. There is some. It's no Demon yet, Souls PS Five. Halo as you said. Yeah, it's yes, but Demon Souls PS Five is different. It's not a giant open world game, so I Inaculate. understand. And this game. <laughs> This game was very clearly started immediately after Dark Souls 3, if you ask yeah. me. Yeah, well, the Blue Point um, remake of Elden Ring in like 10 years will oh, be. Oh, it's going to be stellar. Just, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it will be it, off. It will the come chain. with special sunglasses. To but yeah, there, there's even the one insane boss fight I keep telling you guys about that's just like, it, it blows my fucking mind even thinking about it still. Um, if there's any fight where there should be massive slowdown choppiness, it's probably that one, and it was very consistent, which was really yeah. nice. So, yeah. um, I'm getting. So yeah, a, I will, uh, yeah. Oh, so go, go ahead. I will say. Sorry, I will say that the uh, PC version, yeah, is works great. I mean, I have a 3080, and uh, oh, humble brag X, over here. So I have a I have a pretty good machine. I know, uh, Reed, you do too. You have a 30... Yeah, I have a 5800X, 50, yeah. and I have a 3060 yeah. Ti. So, like, the latest and greatest in technology. Uh, and yeah. it runs really good. There is just... it's The only thing I've encountered is, like, stutter. Uh, and the tree, the, yeah, the tree sentinel was the worst for it. Every time I was fighting the tree sentinel, which is, like, the first, like, little optional dude you, you, you'll see in the Mounted game. Like the very Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he it would stutter it so bad, but ever since then it's just been occasionally a little stutter. It is annoying. I hope they fix it, but it's uh, I think the and the PS4 version is flawless. PS5 is uh, has some framey issues, but it's still it's all still more than playable. I do hope that From sort of irons it out, but it shouldn't stop anyone from playing this game. Like I haven't I haven't encountered anything out of the three versions that I've played that I'd be like. I can't play this. It's unplayable. Like it's not buggy or something like uh, Cyberpunk was. It's oh boy. Uh, it it works perfectly. It just has it just some works. frame rate. It has some frame rate. Like you know, you're not falling through the world or like you know people are failing exactly. to yeah. spawn in or whatever. But yeah, no performance yeah. has been great. Yeah, so I, actually not great, but you know, what I mean. I'm playing on the last gen, right? Like I'm playing on one X. I'm getting a Series X next week, by the way. Just FYI. Uh, oh gross. wow! Yeah. So it's I'll let you know what the experience is on the Series X, but playing on the One a seri- X, a Series X, a Series X before PS Five. Yes. yes, insane. Yeah, because the Series X is just a better of what I have now. It's just an upgrade for all these games I'm playing. Whereas the PS Five, Ghostwire Tokyo at the end of the month is going to hurt. I would I would want to play Ghostwire Tokyo on PS Five. Dude, Horizon on PS Five is insane. Dude, it's absolutely great on PS Four Pro as well. Let me just say, in terms of performance. Uh, add those 30 frames. Yeah, you need those extra frames. Uh, so I'm not someone oh, yeah. who, who cares about the extra frames. I just need the thing to run consistently. Uh, the Xbox One X is fine. Obviously, in the internal areas, it's better than the external. The trade they do is the draw distance. Is they uh, cheat 
on rendering things that are too far away from the character. Like, I've seen plenty of, of gameplay of this game on PC and, and other consoles and stuff like that, so I have a pretty direct comparison. They're like, no, this does not look like it does on other things, but they are trying to render things closer to the, the character as buttery smooth as they can. And it's something that you just kind of get used to playing. So, like, th- this Elden Ring ends up being the game that pushes me into the next gen here. Um, coincidentally, uh, just because I'm like, oh, no, I this, this looks much worse this runs worse uh but that's not to say it's unplayable like (laughs) you you would say about cyberpunk on like a base ps4 right so i can't speak to what an xbox i should just download on on my xbox one just to see how it runs pc Um, cyberpunk was very questionable on pc like there's so many glitches you know like when you're writing none of it appears in I played Cyberpunk on PC recently after 1.5, and it's not the worst anymore. Right, I'm talking on like launch Cyberpunk, like my no, that character. Was, yeah, that was a tire fire, no matter like, where you were playing it. Oh yeah, man, Cyber, but but if you want to talk about inconsistencies, like Cyberpunk is far more inconsistent than. Cyberpunk. Oh well, that's oh, just, that's sure. what we're saying. Is like the game hasn't crashed. Impression. I don't think for any of us, other than no. Reed's uh, problem at, yeah, at no, launch. No, I meant I meant <laughs> yeah. pure pure frame oh, yeah. rate wise, like. Cyberpunk will will swing from seventy to forty depending on where you're looking. Um, whereas Elden Ring pretty much maintains at a steady sixty for the for the whole yep. thing. So yep. in that regard, performance yeah, just the occasional better. stutter. That's all. It's it's very manageable. It's not cutting edge, moment to moment in its graphical style, but the art style and what you are looking at with your eyes. Uh, is always great in Elden Ring. Oh, uh, yeah. The character yeah. designs, the yeah. monster designs, the sound design, the music uh, is all top-notch here. Like, it's it's all, like, the, oh, the yeah. voiceovers, the different characters you encounter, and, the, and their readings of the lines is just so spooky. It's just so, it's got a vibe, uh, and it's consistent all, all throughout. Uh, so, so kudos to From Software for releasing a structurally sound, huge... Uh, video game and it's like they they did it this this scrappy team when you look at some of their past games and like just in the last 10 years how how far they've come uh is is really something uh and yeah 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 so yeah Yeah. to to really buckle down and get a little more granular on the game and and our particular experiences obviously uh we didn't put a spoiler tag at the beginning we haven't really talked about specific bosses or anything yet um, but you, you kind of make your, your pacing in this game. If you want to just go bash your head against the bosses, go for it, uh, explore around and, and, and grow your character. That's the way to go from here on out. We will probably more to be talking about specific experiences and, and, and things like that, giving myself another week, uh, to get a little further in the game. But boys, what are some of the really fucked up things you have encountered or things you recommend players do? Have you seen the, um, have you all encountered that NPC? It's in Limgrave. And you, if you strike him, he's just like one of those like little skeleton like servant dudes. Kind of looks like he's not an actual skeleton, but you strike him and he turns into this gigantic bear. I, I can't that? say I've seen that. I don't think I have encountered that. Oh man, why'd okay. you strike him though? I just I, you're, I'm just running people around. I'm a menace. <laughs> you're running people down <laughs> on your horse. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm just running um, people down. Yeah, oh, he's mounted just combat. The, like, do you guys like it? I think it's some of the best mounted combat ever. Oh, oh yeah, insane. the mounted combat is yeah. awesome. Um, as far as far as fucked up or unique things, I went through a giant lake of rot, which is like one of the worst status effects in the entire game. But at the end of it, there was a thing I I'm not going to spoil too much. There was a thing I had to interact with, and it basically teleported me to its boss. And the boss is one of the 
most uniquely designed bosses, and this is not the same one as I said as the insane one. This particular boss just looked incredibly unique and ridiculous. Um, but Nick, specifically, there is one location where there's a ton of statues, and I swear to God, they are the messengers from Bloodborne. Nice. Nice. <laughs> like, I can't say definitively, because, like, it's like a vague, like, skeleton-looking thing, so it could oh, no, just I, uh, as yeah. easily be not. This is, like, all of their but, games together. Like, yeah, but oh, not just their games too. It's like when but, you make a game this big, well, it's just, it's rife with Easter eggs and and things from other mm-hmm. games now too. You, yeah, and and then there's other this other boss who I believe is a necessary boss as far as needing to access something. But most people will end up encountering it to complete certain quest lines. But this one boss takes mounted combat, and they're like, how could we really like spice this up and make it like really interesting? And they find a way, and it's. One of the most, it's like the most unique boss fight in Souls in a very long time. I can't speak for Sekiro. Um, Sekiro and, is uh, really good. You should play Sekiro. <laughs> yeah, but it it was like one of the coolest boss fights ever. I highly recommend people. Uh, you can check it out on my Twitch or my YouTube Damn. if you want. Um, it's in, I believe, part eight or part nine of my series so far. Um, but my reaction to entering it was just like, Jesus, what the fuck is this? What the fuck? Oh, okay, okay, I get the gimmick now. Okay, I'm dead. Okay, I'm going to go into it again, and I did, and uh, one of the coolest boss fights experiences Sick. I've ever Yeah, had. I've seen very little of the, the boss stuff except for the side bosses uh, that you encounter. And you, like, like we've kind of alluded to here, you never know when a, a giant bear or a portal to another world where you fight a knight oh, or a basement yeah. with a dude in it is going to pop up. Like, you never know. Like, have you traveled at night? Sure. Uh, have you <laughs> encountered one of the night riders? I can't say I have. Oof. They're first of all, they're fucking rad. Uh and secondly, like uh nighttime is spooky. All those dudes strung up on those like uh makeshift uh crucifixes, sure, they yeah. they're like they're moaning. Everyone's just moaning. You just hear the moaning of the whole Jesus world. Christ. But it's really awesome. The Erd tree, that gigantic light tree, mm-hmm. sometimes at night it will, like, I guess a, wind, a gust of wind comes in and it's like a million, like, different little fireflies. I think it's leaves from the Erd tree or spores or whatever. And they're just, like, floating in the air and it's, like, silent and all you can hear is this, like, uh, glinting sort of majestic sound. And then they'll slowly fade away, and then just like the rising terror, moaning, death sounds of night just like creeps back <laughs> up. It's a really atmospheric and rad. And I just started riding around, and then encountered this uh, death knight like on a horse. The horse was completely shrouded in like this black cloth, and he was like swinging this flail, and I was like, "Whoa, what?" Right, so I charged straight in and killed his horse and then was going to like just like run him down and he summoned his horse back in just like, oh, just no. like you do in this gigantic purple like circle uh, it just looked so rad i i'm in love with this this game's a 10 out of 10 that's my oh, my man. official review we haven't t- we haven't <laughs> talked about the summons in this game oh. basically get like fucking pokemon that you find throughout <laughs> the entire thing and you can summon them into certain fights. So, like, they're basically like, oh, you don't want to summon other actual players? Well, then you can summon these wolf. things. Um, 
Okay, fuck it. I'm just going to talk yeah, about this it. one. Seven hold on, hold right? on. Wait, wait, hold on. Wait, just before you start. Uh, very important NPC side quest to be able to upgrade those summons. So you need to pay attention to that. Everyone. Yes. Yes, yes. Oh, and you do need to upgrade them. Okay, I got this one summon. You go into this arena and it's just like a bob of silver mercury, okay? You're like, okay, what the fuck? It, it, it squishes down and it comes back up. And do you want me to spoil it for you sure. guys? You can spoil this one thing. Nick? Uh, Nick? Sure. Yeah, go ahead. Plug it. Turn yeah, off no, your headset. No, you your your excitement will carry me through. Go ahead. Okay, so it squishes down. It comes back up into the exact same form as me. <laughs> then the fucking health bar fills up, and it says my character's name. And I'm like, I'm like, holy fuck, it's Dark Link. It's Dark Link. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we we fight. It was, it was a super easy boss fight, unfortunately, because it's just like another character. But... It gave me the Mimic Summon, mm. which uses HP. So this summon is yourself. You summon yourself, okay? <laughs> and since you're summoning yourself, it seems to scale off whatever your level and your level of weapon is because it was using my two great swords, and this fucker's swinging just as hard as I am, okay? Mm. And they get hit, and they're taking significantly less damage than I do usually because I have them upgraded to plus seven already. Mm. So their HP is just, like, fucking ridiculous, okay? So every time I go into a boss fight now, I summon myself, who has, like, three times as much health as I do, and together we're going out there with four greatswords, and we're stun-locking bosses. And it's like, holy shit, I just broke the game because I just summoned myself everywhere. Ah, my I own go. clone. Now and neither just... of us will be virgins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um... So that has been like the coolest thing, honestly. I've discovered so far, and like, yeah. And it only, since it only uses HP, not FP, I don't have to worry about that shit. Yeah, because I have the I have the Misk Flask after where I restore my HP and give myself a strength boost. Boom! All of a sudden, I'm laughing. I'm strong as fuck. I got my clone out, and we're just smashing. <laughs> Watch out your clone out. Uh, any last words yeah. before we wrap this first Elden Ring episode up? Sacred Ring, uh, shattered. Okay, L- literally your last <laughs> words. Uh, thank you both for joining me. Uh, at Iceberg Podcast is us on Twitter. LeaTissyIceberg.com is our email address. Send us questions, topics, things about Elden Ring that you found. Uh, and we'll if they're cool, we'll put them on the next podcast. Uh, Nick, thank you so much for joining us. I hope you will uh, continue to join us for the series of Elden Ring. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That might mean we have to record at odd times, but that's fine. I My real last words are 10 out of 10. Okay, yeah, 10 out of 10. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I honestly my take my my tune has changed since I last said it was like a like a eight point five or something. No, this is like a. Do you know what's a massive bummer for Destiny is they just released like their best expansion of all time that even dwarfs yeah, like Halo they, Infinite. <laughs> so. Yeah, but they they you know they played themselves. They they have no one else but themselves to blame if not enough people are playing that. That's all I'll say on Destiny. Uh, like, lots of good they, news yeah. coming out of that, that Destiny expansion, but you have to understand... How dare you even mention Destiny during our... Elder, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> no other video games will be mentioned, uh, but it, it is a bummer. Like pe- People are just kind of being like, oh, we got our game of the year in February. Rip to the rest of the ten months of the year. Uh, and to, got, to that... God of War, God of War. Well, well, to that I'll say, like, you know, Starfield's out. And I've been really critically thinking that if Starfield is just Halo 4 in space, uh, do, will people just embrace that like they always do? Is Elden Ring... Uh, this is the, the last... My last thought. Halo 4 is already in what? space. Uh, you said Halo 4 Oh, sorry. Fallout 4 in space. Yeah. 
Uh, a Freudian slip is when you say one thing but mean Halo Four. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my Jer- Jerry Springer's uh, closing remarks uh, on this will be: Is is Elden Ring the game changer that we think it is? Uh, and is this something that's a genre defying? Like uh, Breath of the Wild came out, and now every will every game be a, a variation of that? Uh, will what? Ubisoft make an Assassin's Creed game that doesn't give you all the markers on the map and lets you just accomplish your goals, find your targets, and stuff like that? Is Elden Ring Quite, that yeah. kind of game, or is there enough pushback from, let's say, the casual audience of other open-world games where... This... I, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think anyone knows how to make a game like this, so no. But the, they'll certainly try. Like, I mean, you have, what, that... Elex 2, which is supposed to be like a Souls-like. <laughs> Came out you got, like yesterday or something. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. There, tons of people are, st- are trying to emulate that the Souls... Like, Souls already has revolutionized or, you know, it's got its people trying to emulate it. But I don't think there's anyone other than From that can make this game. Like, it's wholly unique. Just like no one can make a Zelda like Nintendo does. It's true. That, that sort yeah. of style. Like, you can try, but... It never quite captures that uniqueness, I guess. Like, look at uh, Ubisoft. Yeah, they tried to make uh, Immortals, uh, Phoenix Rising. That's like... Oh, right, uh, yeah. 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 That game. Cool. You know, (laughs) right? It's supposed to to be exactly like a Zelda-like, but it just doesn't quite work. So I think uh, maybe aspects of it will find its way into other games, but I think Elden Ring is like enjoy it it is it is unique it's it's there it's waiting for you yeah. jump in give yeah. it a shot i don't know uh, but understand yeah. that this is not a handholdy game if you like a narrative linear experience this is absolutely not the game for you uh but if you like to explore and you like the mystery and you like gro- just growing a character in a world uh the elden ring man it's it's hard to beat it's it's up there it is it is sort of the uh, we've we've called it jokingly adult breath of the wild uh, yep. but in in reality it requires a patience it requires an attention to detail uh, the like breath of the wild adult. yeah that the breath of the wild like doesn't uh, so it it does provide that there there's a therapeutic aspect of elden ring not having all that noise on the hud yeah. and a quest log and things on the map pointing you in a direction that you didn't put there yourself uh, that is unique to this game and very few games do it and I think that's that's why it's a ten out of ten. It's it's genre defying. It's new. It's it's something that takes a bunch of stuff we are used to and gives it hands it to us in a way. It's a it's an upside down pizza. It's a it's just this game literally just removes things and and it makes it better. They're like, what if we just got rid of the mini map? What if you didn't know where to go? And to some people, stuff. that's terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and to those people, uh, you fucking suck and learn how to play video games. <laughs> it's it's not for everybody, I think, is the way I would put that. And, no, and, it's not, yeah. And if we're talking but about accessibility yeah. in 2022, yeah. the word accessibility as in... Right, but this game should never be accessible. The second really sure. a Souls game becomes accessible, the second a Souls game becomes accessible is when it loses its. its that's just it, though. It's just like, but then you're you're shutting out a lot of gamers, not just based on the difficulty, but if they're disabled gamers, if they're like, there is no options in this game for that. And I think that's the the way we can build it. Like other games offer, hey, we're gonna take the challenge or the difficulty completely out of this game just so you can experience it. Whereas Elden Ring. 
doesn't have that kind of accessibility and that's something we can talk well, about in, in I weeks think to like come, they but. well they've 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 come up with controllers and stuff and ways to control games um and I think the big mystery about Souls games and Elden Ring is is that it's it it is hard until you take it seriously and use what it can teach you then it you can just trash on it like it's uh you can become overpowered it's like a fighting game saying, right like you, you like a fighting you, yeah. game only has one way to play it and that's just how it is for certain genres well, of games but right it's yeah it it starts off like a fighting game but then you can like level up your character to like one shot your opponent you know do you know what i mean like when yeah. you beat yeah. a souls game you really beat it <laughs> in like, more ways than one uh, so we already gave out our yeah. email address and our, 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 our stuff like that. So thank you so much for joining us for Elden Ring. I hope if you're playing Elden Ring, you enjoy it. And if you're not playing Elden Ring, Jesus Christ, video games are coming out constantly. Triangle Strategy is out this Friday. That Kirby game is right behind it. We mentioned the Destiny 2 expansion, even though it got booed. Uh, and uh, and so on. Fucking poor Horizon Forbidden West, right? Like uh, that Hold fucking... on. I don't want anything... Horizon, don't not a bad word said about Horizon. No, that's a, a fucking great, great game. game too. That's yeah. an absolutely phenomenal game. Um, the, the story is Nick. At some point after Elden Ring, here, me and you have to discuss the story of Horizon Forbidden West because it is fucking bananas. Uh, anyways, uh, thank yeah. you so much for joining myself, Lee, Reed, Nick. Hopefully, this podcast sounds correct as we are recording. It's basically the, the Dark Souls of recording a podcast. Anything can go wrong at any time, uh, <laughs> boys. Thank you so much. We will talk again next week. Thanks, everybody.